Hello, hello, hello. This is Carib Carter Clues. Welcome to Mike Cobb's Offshore Investment Report. And today, as we have promised, we are going to go back into the highly popular, award-winning consumer resource guide, the best book ever written, helping you know what to invest in and how to invest offshore. And today, we're going to uh, questions eight and nine, okay? Question, folks, get the guide. Get this guide. It's 110 pages. These 15 questions, we're going to do eight, nine now. They are what you need to know to make sure you not only don't lose on an offshore investment, but you gain and you find the right place to live. Mike, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Carter. By the way, you said we're going to cover eight and nine, but you held up nine and ten. So, But we are covering eight and nine today, right? No, we're actually, we are at nine and ten. <laughs> We did eight and nine. All right. You know what? We've struck, we've taken longer to do this offshore resource guide than Marco Polo took to get to China. And that's why yeah, we're exactly. tracking numbers. But but we actually eight nine nine and ten. Nine and ten. I gotta get nine and ten. Nine and ten. All right. Are very, actually very, very important questions, Mike. Very important questions. And I know they're important because they are the kind of things, number nine in particular, is the kind of thing I've had people ask me about. And number 10 is something people don't think about enough. So let's do number nine first. You ready? Okay. All right. Number nine. What about the Homeowners Association? This is the question you're asking. Then you, then you have the answer in the book, and it's a terrific answer. What about the Homeowners Association? Are, are the fees high enough? to cover maintenance and exist of existing and planned infrastructure. Let me say it again. Are the fees high enough? I'm emphasizing that. You know why? To cover maintenance of existing and planned infrastructure. High enough? That's what everybody out there watching right now is going, high enough? You want me to high enough? High enough? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you what's, know, Carter, what's the story it, here, Mike? And, yeah, I, and it's very important, people. This is a very important answer. And I say that, Mike, let me add it, if I may. I'm a guy who hates homeowners association fees. Okay, I'm one. I'm I'm a middle class guy. Uh, you know, raised in blue collar Baltimore. Somebody says to me, "Okay, you can buy this house, and then don't forget after you do your house payment, you have another homeowners fee." I say, "It ain't happening, but it should mm -hmm. happen. It should happen sometimes." Cool. And you're going to tell us why? Yeah. Well, look, I I think there's there's a couple things going on, right? If you live in the city, for example, you said Baltimore City, right? Or or any maybe maybe in a in a in a in a city or an incorporated town, right? You pay yeah. you pay property taxes, right? And you pay other maybe there's a maybe there's a local sales tax or a restaurant tax. I mean, like they're in the United States, Canada, you know, the the the, the revenue services, the IRS or the taxing authorities have a pretty good means to collect taxes, right? I mean, they're going to collect, they're going to collect whatever they collect, right? And if you, you know, yeah. that's a whole different discussion. But anyway, but the point is- Don't is, get me started. Yeah, I won't get you started. So, but the point is, is that then the government uses those tax dollars to take care of the street, take care of the sidewalk, um, you know, do the things that that need to be done, provide security, the, the police department, right? Put Pay the electric bill to keep the street lights on, right? So, so if you're in a city 
or, or you know, incorporated town, a lot of times those services are provided by the municipality and they're paid for by your tax dollars. And so when you look at how much taxes you pay, you might be paying pretty heavy taxes, right? Yeah. But some of those taxes come back in the form of services, garbage pickup, right? I mean, and I think we pay for that separately. We do I'm, where I am, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, but the point is, is that that there are a lot of these services that we either pay for in taxes or we pay the you know municipal trash service to come do it, right? And so, so that this is this is this is common, and and the the challenge overseas is two things: one, that the, the the government agencies aren't very good at collecting taxes, uh, and and there's a lot of taxes that that don't get collected, so the, so they're always facing massive budget shortfalls. They're, they're, they're always right. strapped for cash. Right. Yeah. And it's not like the United States where, oh, we're out of money. Let's just print a little more money. Um, no, 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 no. In, in most countries of the world, they really can't do that. They don't do it. Uh, and, no. And, and, no. Yeah. And when they do, it's a disaster. Right. I mean, you get like, I mean, you just get outrageous inflation like Argentina. Right. I mean, just, you know, double digit inflation every few years. Um, other countries to Zimbabwe, you know, I have these hundred trillion dollar uh, Zimbabwe notes, right? That that literally that they're, they're, they were real money, a hundred trillion dollars, but it, like it wouldn't buy you anything, right? So 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 that's a fiscal constraint yeah. that that or the many United States have. or the United States where well, we have twenty percent inflation because we have a twenty three yeah. trillion dollar national debt. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So so yeah. so so on that front like i mean we'll come off the taxes thing for a second but 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 the, the reality is is that services like the maintenance of streets sidewalks you know maintaining things like street lights paying the electric bill uh do you have a police department that patrols and keeps your neighborhood safe i mean those are all things that cost money and yes. so when you're overseas you know it, we have to assume in most cases that the local city town whatever municipality is not going to provide those services. Uh, in some places they do, but in many rural places, resort destinations, they don't. And so if you want to have a home in a resort destination where those services are not provided by your by your municipality, and by the way, your, your taxes are correspondingly unbelievably inexpensive. It's not like U.S. property taxes. Property taxes no. overseas are no. very, very inexpensive. And so You've got to pay for those services if you want them. Now, some people might say, I don't care. I don't I don't need my road taken care of. You know, I don't need a street light. But that's fine. That Then you need to No, but, it, but it's true. You can pick a place to live yeah. that doesn't have that. And then like you can either get to your house in the rainy season or you can't. Right. But that's your problem at that point. But but you've yeah. made a decision on that. The, the thing that really is hard, I think a lot of people and, and I'm going to give one example there was a developer uh, who was selling these beautiful two-bedroom condos that had swimming pool. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I think it was a three-story building, uh, security, maintenance, all of that. Grounds were beautiful, right? And 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 one of the things that he he pitched was that the the one of the best, and I, I still have the advertisement. One of the best things about these condos is the HOA fee, only three hundred and fifty dollars a year. Now a year, I can tell you, yeah. I, a year, three hundred fifty dollars a year. What's what's yeah. that? Like thirty dollars a month or something? Yeah, thirty bucks a month. Like you know that, that. So the point was he was using this low HOA fee as a selling feature, but the reality is is that you could not take care of. You probably couldn't even take care of the maintenance of the building 
right? It was a condo building, right? So it's shared maintenance. I mean, if the roof needs repaired, no sink. I mean, what about a sinking fund? What about when the yeah. roof needs replaced in 10 years, right? I mean, you know, I mean, just, just the security alone, three security guards walking around the place at night, whatever, you know, I mean, like that's probably more than they collected on the HOA fees. The, the issue was this particular developer was using a very low HOA fee as a sales tool, yeah. but it was not honest. And yeah. unlike the yeah. U.S., Canada, developing world, where these things are audited, like before a developer can build a condo building and tell you what the HOA fee is, like it, it's run through all kinds of financials and it's independently audited. And, 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 and those numbers are real or as real as they can be because they're a forecast, but they're pretty darn good, right? And, yeah. and so, you know, it, it, the, the challenge is, is that if somebody buys into this low HOA fee, because just like you, Carter, nobody wants to pay more. We all want to pay less, no. right, for our condo fees, right? But if that money collected is not enough to take care of the service, the maintenance, the amenities, the infrastructure, security, lighting, electric bills, all that stuff, pools, right? I mean, you just have to look at the amenities and the service and say, would, would this amount of money cover this? And if the answer is no, well, then you know somebody's pulling your leg and they're pulling your leg pretty hard. The problem is, is that many people buy right up to, right? It, I mean, it's a horrible sales strategy and it only works overseas where there's no truth in in advertising laws, or if there are, they're not enforced, right? You can write whatever, whatever you want down, right? And so the due diligence comes back on us, right? And, and, and that's the whole point of this consumer resource guide is that we have to be responsible for our own due diligence. And we have to use yeah. our common sense. And we just have to kind of go with $350 a year, like take care of all of this stuff. And if the answer is no, then here's what you absolutely know is going to happen. When that developer sells the last condominium, puts the money in his pocket and flies back home wherever home is, you know, the first time that there are any cost overruns and there will be cost overruns, they're going to be assessments, right? And oh. now all of a sudden, instead of $350 a year, you might be paying $350 a month. Well, that's a big difference. That's a big, a big difference, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, so, so I think that's a really important, question nine is really important because it, 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 it requires us to kind of reverse how we think and think about are the fees high enough? Like, will this money that's being collected cover all the expenses? And one last point, remember this, in a true HOA or CO, a condo owners association, homeowners, whatever, in a true owners association, however they, however they label it, that money is separate and segregated. It's in a, it's in a legally separate account that's owned by the owners. That's not the developer's money. Right. And right. so even if you pay in, quote unquote, too much, you're actually paying yourself too much. And if the owners a year or two or three years into it go, wow, you know, we've got a beautiful reserve fund. So when we need to replace the roof or paint the building or whatever it is that we're going to have to do someday, we got more than enough money to cover that. Let's reduce our fees. OK, I think everyone would be you know, like two thumbs up. Let's do that. Right. Right. But the money, the money belongs to the homeowners in a properly structured homeowners association. And that would absolutely be something I would be looking for before I paid my homeowners fees. Well, where's the money go? Who's in charge of it, right? Where's the money That's, go and who's in yeah. charge of it? Whose money is it? Because if it's the developer's money, hmm, if it's my money, I'm paying myself or paying the owners, then that's a different thing. So anyway, a couple points on that, but, but uh, really, just, really important, Carter. It's excellent. It's excellent. And one point, then one question. 
the tax thing, I think, is very important for people to understand. You live in uh, a Central American country like Nicaragua or where I have a couple of homes, Honduras. You own, uh, in, I know in Honduras, you own a $200,000, $300,000 home. Your property taxes may be $100 a year, okay? Mm-hmm. You live somewhere like York, Pennsylvania, and your property taxes on a home that is valued at 40000 are three to 4000 a year. It's obscene. Yeah. That's obscene. And that does not include, by the way, trash pickup, water, right. sewage. It includes taking your money and giving to the people down the street living on welfare. That's what I'm, I'm not going to go any further. But but the taxes in the Central American countries, folks, you buy a gorgeous home at Grand Pacifica. OK, I'm going to talk about this place later. One of, one of Mike Cobb community there, at Grand Pacifica, your property taxes are going to be minuscule. So your your homeowners uh, association fee, which takes care of keeping someplace this gorgeous, okay? You know, but look, all of this um, is is less than the taxes you would pay in the U.S. to live in a damn slum. To be honest with you, it's just, I'm just telling the truth. That's what, where we are in the U.S. today. So, yeah. So, and, Mike, and, I'm and, glad you made that point on the taxes. Yeah. Very important. And I know Nicaragua, where Grand Pacific is, the taxes are minuscule. They are. When you when you take your taxes and your HOA fee together, usually it depends on what city you live in and you know different things like that, right? But um, it, it's in most cases less than just the property taxes. Um, and if you're in a in a in a in a homeowners association community in the United States, I can assure you that in in 99 of the cases, the taxes and the HOA fees will be way way less than the comparable taxes and HOA fees. Uh, in the U.S. Oh, so incredible. anyway, yeah. Incredible. I think in many yep. cases, less than the taxes, actually. Y- yeah, it's, correct. It's at, it's in, I, in Pennsylvania, it's that obscene. And I, in California, I can't imagine, Ooh. you know, yeah. <laughs> which, is why, which is why everyone's fleeing uh, yep. and, and heading to great places like Grand Pacific or Grand Bayman and Belize, you know, the other Mike Cobb communities. All right, number 10. Number 10. And thank you. That was a great explanation. I think it's something people can really under really understand you know when you were talking i gotta say this i don't know whether you ever watched the uh the um duck hunter show what the heck was it called duck dynasty Uh, i've heard of it but have never watched it well (laughs) this is a very louisiana backwoods family that turned out you know because their duck calls became multi hundred millionaires okay so one of the sons jace buys a home in a gorgeous community and they have HOA, right? And he's out front. He went out and shot a deer, and he has it hanging from a tree in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. They come by and say, sir, that, that's prohibited by the HOA fee, gutting your deer in the front yard. <laughs> and he says, wait a minute. You mean to tell me I'm paying money to have other people tell me what to do? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you need an HOA enforcers to tell you what to do. And I, and well, it, I think that's one of the advantages, to be honest with you. Well, it, it's true, Carter. Look, some people don't want any HOA, and they need yeah. to own a property that has none, and 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 just you know, and, and, and enjoy it, right? If that's what they want, that's it. But but rules actually do help. Some amount of rules, I think. You know, like anything, you know, it's yeah. a, it's it's an extreme, right? Somewhere in the middle or on the light side of you know HOA and rules is probably good. Like you know, if you if you if you're in a developed community and you want your roads taken care of and you want your streetlights on, 
you know, okay, that that's important. And, you know, and, and presumably you don't want somebody building a, you know, a big commercial building. Like I always say, you don't want somebody building an, an after hours disco bar on the lot right next to your house and, no. and, and opening it 1130 every night till 6am. Right. And okay. And, and, and that's part of an HOA, a rule like that is part of an HOA. On the other hand, you know, if somebody's grass grows a little too tall, you don't want, you know, five people out front taking pictures and calling in the, you know, the, the, the lawn police. Right. So I think there's, there's gotta be a balance there. And, and, and it's a hard balance to strike because different people kind of feel differently about what that balance is, but some amount of rules do make sense. Too many yeah. rules don't make sense, but, but an HOA I think is an important thing again for, for many people, not everybody, but for many people overseas, it is an important thing. What I would absolutely say is that the condo owners association is critical because the only way you can maintain the building itself, right? Yes. If you own a condo, what you own is the inside of, you own the air inside of four walls, right? Or a two walls, ceiling and floor, right? That's what you own, right? You don't own the roof or the outside walls or the stairwells or elevators or anything like that. And so the COA, is the legal entity to maintain that physical structure inside of which your heir is. So, yeah, so so a COA is absolutely critical. In fact, probably far more critical than an HOA uh, uh, or property owners association where where you might have single family home sites. But um, anyway, yeah, it's fantastic. All right. Thank you. That Number 10. Number 10. What about always ask about this is your advice to people always ask about green belts, common areas, and the future of the development. I think a lot of times we overlook that. A lot, we look at the home we want to buy and say, oh my God, it's gorgeous. This is fantastic. You look around, everything looks nice, but what's going to happen down the road? Number 10, what's going to yeah. happen down the road? Yeah. And and I touched on that with my, my comment about, you know, zoning in the sense of, you know, rules that prohibit somebody from opening up a disco bar you know, you know, midnight to 6 a.m. right next to your beautiful home, right? Well, I mean, yeah. That that, that 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 kind of, you know, so so obviously you want to look at the homeowner's documents, but you also want to look at the business plan of the developer, right? You want to see what their vision is. How does the developer see this project going forward? What kinds of things do they say are important? And does the, and, and we came out of, you know, questions one through five, which is buy what you see, Right. So did the developer put in beautiful park spaces? Right. Have they created these third spaces where people can get together and enjoy? You know, maybe it's kicking a soccer ball around or throwing a Frisbee yeah. or, or have they yeah. made tennis courts and a clubhouse and a golf course? Right. And, and, and what kinds of designations have been made for open space uh, to keep green space there? Yeah. Parks, right. Places for people to get together. And so it's it's about what you see, what's actually there. Right but then also what's written in say the business plan or the homeowner's documents that talk about what that what it is going to be in the future as well. By the way, a developer's business plan is soft, it can change. Usually homeowner's documents are are pretty hard, right? Whatever's in there ha has been voted on and it, it's a pretty solid document, uh, in some cases legally binding, in many cases legally binding. And so understanding the difference between the developer's business plan and concepts and what an HOA documents, the HOA documents uh, are going to be much more you know, firm. Uh, they may not be as descriptive of the future. But but again, between those two documents, I think people can get a really good sense of what that is, because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to want to have fun places to hang out. 
and, and, and enjoy the company of your neighbors. Because look, when people move overseas, they are truly adventurous. We, we call them adventurous yeah. souls. Yeah. And, 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 and for, for, for this type of person, getting out and having fun with your neighbors is, is really a big part of why you're doing it for most people. Uh, and so, you know, having those public spaces in order in, in, in places to be able to do that are, are, are very important. Yeah. You're building the community. Let, let me show an example here. This is Grand Pacifica, as you well know, because it's your development. And yep. on, now that business plan that you're talking about, obviously gorgeous green space there, beautiful yep. homes. Would it make it clear to people we're not going to put the homes 10 feet apart? Would the business, would the, would the business de developers business plan make that clear? I mean, here's another picture, gorgeous roads and all that. And the homes are nicely spaced apart, beautifully done. Would you say in, in on your number 10 here, you know, ask for a copy of the developer's business plans. Would it make clear that what you're seeing here, these homes at this distance apart, or maybe your home is near the beach, they're not going to build another home between the beach and your house. Would that be clear? Uh, yeah, that that's generally explained in a business plan. It's probably more precisely explained in a, uh, a title document, right? That shows okay. the different home sites, uh, and 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 that's okay to ask for too, right? I'd like to see a plot plan of all the home sites, right? Give, print print, print out the print out the master title plan, and and let me just see because then you'll know. Oh, wait a minute, you didn't say there was going to be a house in front of me between here and the beach, but hey, there's a lot right here. So if somebody buys that lot and builds a giant house, my view is now gone, right? Gone. And so, right. So I think it's always okay. The more look. The more dil due diligence we do, the better off we'll be. The business plan's a great resource. The uh, uh, the homeowner's documents are a great resource. A copy of the title plot plans uh, for the development uh, would be a great resource as well. Yep. That's fantastic. And folks, all of this, it's Mike, told, Mike has told you, and you can see this stuff is vitally important. It's in the book. That's not the book. Yep. Hold on. What did I do with the book? Here we go. It's in the book. Here we go, Carter. I, I got go. my copy there, right it's here. It's in that book, yeah. folks. That book is free. It is free. And it is your, as it says, your resource guide. Everything Mike has talked about is in there. Send for it. You've got to have this. You've got to have it. And Mike, it, you know, what happened? One last question. What if you ask for all this that you've told us and you tell us in the guide, you need to check out. What if you ask for it and the developer says, um, uh, well, that's, you know, that's really not that important. Or, you know, I don't really have all that written down. But, you know, what you see here is pretty. What, 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 what's the proper response? Um, you know, it depends on the person, right? My, my personal response would be, well, thank you. That's great. Look, I'm going to when you have it ready and you can send it to me, please do. Uh, until then, you know, I, I don't know that I really want to move forward with this. Right. Beautiful. I mean, there are lots of beautiful communities all over, you know, Central and South America. Uh, I think we're 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 creating some of the most beautiful and certainly Incredible. some of the most affordable. Incredible. Right? But there are others. Right. And if and if our property doesn't work for you and somebody else's does that, that's great. But but again, you know, make the decision that you're going to be you're going to be comfortable with. And if somebody can't assure you that, you know, these these uh, these there's nobody going to build a house in front of you or that somebody can't open up a, you know, a, a disco or a pig farm next door. I mean, hey, if you want to take that risk, take the risk. I mean, hey, we're all we're all adults. 
and I'm a libertarian. So, you know, you make the decision that you're going to feel comfortable living with. That The thing that we want to do with the Consumer Resource Guide is to help frame our thinking to get rid of all the assumptions we come from the U.S. and Canada with, which don't hold water. They don't. And I would almost say no. none of them hold water, right? Uh, so get rid of all your assumptions, but then also approach with humility because we also don't know what we don't know. We're playing on home turf, somebody else's home turf, not our home turf, somebody else's home turf. They know the rules. We don't know the rules. So we have to forget what we think we know, but we also have to understand that we don't know, you know the new rules. Uh, and so that humility will give us the ability to, to, to transact in a much more prudent manner. Uh, the Consumer Resource Guide gives us the tools to help us change how we think and, and pay attention to things that we might not otherwise pay attention to. That's it, folks. Get it. It's free. 110 pages of what Mike's been talking about. Mike, excellent. Yep. I'm glad we yeah. got the nine. I'm glad we got the nine and ten because they're very five very to good. go. Five to go. Five to go. Five to go. And folks, we yeah. will get them to them <laughs> sooner or later. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and in between the times, we'll have other great stuff. Mike, thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Carter. Excellent analysis, folks. The you know. Uh, I'm telling you, to me, the worst words you can you can hear from a developer if you buy somewhere is, oh, I, I thought you understood. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Check out the Consumer Resource Guide. Follow Mike's advice today. Be, be in the know before you buy, before you invest. Let's do this thing. 